Nedarim daf pe alif, the last thing we were discussing was a woman who vows not to take a bath, is that considered inui nefesh or not? On one hand, we saw Rabbi Yossi say it is. On the other hand, we saw it's not. And we explained that Rabbi Yossi laundry is a different level than the regular bathing. Regular bathing is bad, but it, but not doing laundry is worse for a human body. As laundry, if a person doesn't do laundry, it could cause a madness. Someone could become uh, crazy. And with that, we're going to start Pe Aleph Amud Aleph. Five lines in, in the middle of the line where it says, Shalhumitam. They sent from Eretz Israel to Babel a few warnings. Number one, Hizaharu Bita. Someone has to be very careful with uh, grime on the clothing. Make sure you do your laundry. Otherwise, this way you could uh, keep away all the, the diseases. Hizaharu Bahabura. Make sure you learn together. So this way one person can make another person smart. And be very careful with uh, the children of poor people. Make sure they learn Torah also. Why Shemehent etc. Because the Torah usually comes out of them. Shemehent etc. It says water should flow from its branches. And we're saying Daliav uh, is also uh, is also poor people uh, from the Shon of Dal. And why? Because the Torah is going to come from there. Why is it that their children are not like their fathers? So people don't say that oh, the Torah was just an inheritance. Their father, the grandfather was a rabbi, so they're a rabbi. So they don't feel like they're better than the public. If they know that they have to be careful and they have to become Tamid HaChamim also, they're not going to take it lightly. Because they act haughty, they, they think they're better than the, than, than the public. Ravashe explains because they're, they're used to calling people donkeys. Rabina explains because the Hachamim don't make a bracha before learning Torah. What does the Pasuk say when talking about the destruction of the first Beit HaMikdash? Who's the person who's smart and can understand? And the Pasuk ends off, why did the land get destroyed? Why was the first Beit HaMikdash destroyed? It was asked, Nishallah Hachamim, Bela Nevi'im, Avilopeshuan, they didn't understand. Ache Pereshoa, Kadosh Baruchu, Batsman, Telashem himself explained the Dechti, Vayomer Hashem, Alozva, Metorati, because they left my Torah, they didn't listen to the Halachot, they didn't learn Torah. Now the problem is, Hainu lo shame'u bekoli, but the Pasuk already says they didn't listen to my voice, and Hainu lo al Huba, it's the same thing, they didn't go in my way. Isn't that the same thing? Ah, so Amarav Yudah Marav. That they didn't make a beracha on the Torah before learning it. And over here is one of the most famous uh, runs in Shas that they were learning Torah, and that's why they couldn't figure it out. But Hashem had to come and explain that it, Torah wasn't as important to you, just like any other subject. And that's why you didn't feel it was special enough to make a beracha on it. And because of that, they didn't really take it. Torah was just another subject. They didn't feel it was important. They didn't make a beracha. So, and that's where Hashem got upset. And that's where the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash started from. 
And for good chizuk, it's very kedai to look at the mifashim over here, what, what exactly was the reason they got punished, but that's the, the run. Very, very kedai to look into the mifashim here. Isi bar Yehuda didn't come to yeshiva of Rabbi Yossi for three days. Ashkachayeh bar Dimus bar Rabbi Yossi. So bar Dimus, the son of Rabbi Yossi, saw him. Amar leni told him bar Dimus leisi. My tama lo atem more than bemidrasha de abba hatilat ayomin. Why don't you come to my father's bemidrash for three days? So Amar leisi told him kitame de abu chloedana. I don't understand your father's logic. Hecha itai. So how can I come to bet midrash if I don't understand him? Amarle, so Vadimus told you, see, Lema Mor Maika Amarle. Okay, explain to me what he, what did he say that you that was bothering you? Dil Mayadana Tame, maybe I could explain to you. So Amarle, so Yisib Ben Yehuda told him, Had Tanya, it says, Rabbi Yosi Omer, Kvisatan Kodmin Lachaya Hayarim, that people's laundry is before other people's uh, lives. Kera Menalan, where's the source? Which pasuk did he learn it from? So Amarle, so Vadimus explained his father, Dichtiv, because it says by the by the cities that Benesa want to give to Levim, Umigreshehem Iyu Libhemtam. The area around the city, it should be for the animals. Now that, that Pasuk over there says Ulchol Hayatam. It, it says for all Hayatam. Now my Hayatam, what does Hayatam mean? Ilema Haya, if we're talking about actual wild animals. Isn't haya part of wild animals? What's hayatam? Hayatam, hayutam, mamash. You want to tell me it means their actual lives, meaning their water goes before other people's lives? Well, pshita. Well, we said, obviously, if they're allowed to use it for their animals, or of course, for their own life. Right? You have to explain. Kavisa, without hayatam over here, means we're talking about laundry. And that's where he understood it from. We still have to worry about the madness that could happen if a person doesn't do laundry. And that was the source. Next, we learned in the Mishnah that Tanakama held that bathing and a woman decorating herself with laundry, makeup, etc., it, it, it's part of nefesh. It's part of suffering, and for women, vow uh, from it. The husband can step in and annul. And Amar Biosi and Elunidre Ainu Nefesh. Biosi held these are not uh, suffering vows. Okay, so Ibaalehu the Biosi Maushe Afer Mishum Dvarim Shevenol Bena. Okay, it's not suffering, but can he uh, can he annul that vow because it's things in between them? Person wants his wife clean. He wants her dressed up, meaning. Does Rabbi Yossi and Tanakama argue and Rabbi Yossi hold that these vows cannot be annulled, period, by the husband? Or does he argue on Tanakama and hold that these vows are not considered Ainu Nefesh, but if they had anything in between them, then he would be able to annul? So the Gemara tries to answer, Tashema. Look at Rabbi Yossi's language. Amar Rabbi Yossi, en elu nidre Ainu Nefesh. These are not vows of suffering. But it is things in between them. Meaning, Rabbi Yossi didn't say you, you, uh, you can't annul it. He just said they're not considered things of suffering. Could be they're considered things between them, and he would be able to annul. The Gemara pushes back. Because maybe Rabbi Yossi was just talking according to you, Rabbanan. Meaning, according to me, Bathing and dressing up. I feel it's not even considered things in between them. However, but according to you, said bathing and dressing up are considered suffering. At least admit to me they are not considered suffering, rather things that are in between him and her type of vows. So the Gemara asks, bottom line, my what would be the halakha according to the BOC? Is bathing, dressing up, 
is that at least considered benole bena and he would be able to vow or not? So the Gemara explains, Omer Mefer, he's allowed to annul it because it's things in between him and her. And Ravuna Omer and Mefer, he cannot annul. We never saw a fox die in the hole in the ground that he's usually uh, living. I mean, meaning, if he's accustomed to that hole, he's not. Uh, he knows uh, all the all the stumbling blocks and everything that could go wrong. Same thing. A husband's used to his wife. He knows what could go wrong. He knows how to get around it. They have a tava for each other, and her not bathing or cleaning up herself is not going to bother him. And Tanya Kavate de Ravada Barava, we have a Britalic Ravada Barava, that according to Biosir, Hitza, and Kishut, he's a lot and all because it's things in between both of them. Devarim Shiesh Bem Ainu Nefesh Mefer, if it's things that have suffering, he, the husband's a lot and all. Ben Benole Bena, Ben Benale Benahim, whether it has to do with uh, her and him, whether it has to do with her and other people, uh, he's a lot and all the vow. However, Shein by Nainu Nefeshev has nothing to do with suffering. Right? If it's Benole Bena, if it's between both of them, then Mefer, he could step in and annul. Benale Benahim, if it's between her and other people, and on Mefer, he cannot annul that vow. Ketzad, so what exactly is vows that have Ainu Nefesh that you could uh, annul? Amra Konam Perot Alai Harez Yafer. If she said, I vow these fruits on me, he could annul. Konam she'eni fiaba. I vow that I'm not going. Anything I do is not going to go help my father. Or she said lefiachicha. I'm not going to let your brother have any benefit from me. Lefiachicha to your father. Lefiachicha to my brother. Or v'shelotan teven lifne behemtecha umayim lifne bekarcha. I'm not going to feed or water your animals. He cannot annul those vows. Those vows have nothing to do with him and her. And these are uh, jobs that she doesn't have to do. It's not part of her ketubah. She has to take care of him and not his brother, not his father. If she said, I'm not going to put on makeup either on the eye or on the cheek. Of course, I'm not going to fix my hair. Or she said, I'm not going to be with you. He's allowed to annul because these are things between them. However, if she said, I'm not going to fix the bed, I'm not going to make the bed. So I'm not going to prepare for you a cup with wine and water. I'm not going to wash your face, hands, and feet. And Sarikh doesn't even have to annul that vow because it's part of her ktuva. She has to do it. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Yafir, he still has to annul those vows. A person should not go against his vow. Meaning, they should be, at least in the Rabbanan, Hafara, uh, this way, she doesn't just uh, go against her vow without anything. Another explanation. From here you see that Hacham himself cannot annul his own vows. Now, who's the rabbi who says that not putting on makeup, not fixing hair is considered things in between them? Rabbi Yossi. And what does it say? He says you shouldn't know because it's in between both of them. And that's exactly like Rav Adabarava who holds these things are and he's allowed to annul. Amar Mor, we learned in the Braita. If she says, I'm not going to be with you, 
then a husband should annul mishum dvarim shenol bena because it's between both of them. So hechidami, what exactly is the value? If she said she vows that he can't have any benefit from her tashmish. Why do you need hafara even She's already obligated to him through the ketubah to be with them. Rather, she's saying, I will not have any benefit from your tashmish. If a woman said, the hana of my tashmish is a sword to you, he could compel her to be with him and you don't even need a hatara because it doesn't count. She's already obligated. But if she vows that she herself is not allowed to have hana from her husband, then Yafer has to annul. We can't feed something to someone that is asurtim. Since she very well could have hana'a from it, then we don't want to cause her to do an isur, therefore annul it. And the Gemara tries to clarify. Who's the, the Tana of the following Braita? It says, Things that are mutar. Meaning, it's allowed. People didn't know any better, and they're mahmir on themselves, and they said it's a sur. So people want to be mahmir on it. They think they're more religious that way. If they come to the hacham, the hacham cannot give a heter and totally negate it. You still need to go through the process of hatara nedarim. So mani, who is it? It's Rabban Gamliel-hi. A woman who prohibited on herself certain things that she's hayaf to, to do for her husband, yafer, the husband still has to annul it, is because she cannot go against her wits. Meaning we don't want people to act disgracefully when it comes to, to vows, therefore he has to do a hatara nidarim. And Dabara here is another thing that you learn from here that Tamid Hakam, as smart as he is, he cannot know his own vows. Mani, who is that? It's also Rabban Gamliel. Bottom line is, you see that if other people acted Beisur on something that is Mutar, you still need to do Hatanadarim. Same thing, the woman, even though she can technically do these things because she's already obligated to her husband, she still needs to go through the motions of Hatanadarim. According to Rabban Gamliel, so you see it has to be him. Now, by the way, the run brings over here that one of the Rishonim, Rabbi Udaha Kohen, explains that if a person is noheg, he has a custom not to drink wine, not to eat meat at a certain time of the year, or he has a certain minhag to do, and now he wants to stop it, he has to do a hatarat nedarim. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem, Le'olam, Amen, Ve'amen.